0: Welcome to Consume, a podcast by me, Burton and Olivier, uh, where I talk about all the things I consume, with the main framework being my watch-a-movie-every-day challenge for 2021, and it's also like my daily diary, uh, which, you know, today's Friday, pretty alright day. I mean, nothing too special, dropped extra off at work, I went to Lowe's, uh, because I need more stuff to kill ants, because fucking nothing's working, um... Then I drove around to a bunch of comic book shops. I'm still looking for uh, this one comic, Beyond the Breach, number two. It came out like a week or two ago. And it's not a comic that is like on my usual list. I've been reading it online and I just decided I like it enough that I'm going to start buying it and supporting it. It's like a sci-fi kind of, a woman is driving through like rural uh, Northern California when all of a sudden like an interdimensional like rift opens, like the whole world gets fucked and it's like an apocalypse thing and there's like weird societies that are invading and also these monsters and stuff it's just a really cool book and the art's really nice it's written by Ed Brisson i can't remember who the artist is off the top of my head um but yeah i've been wanting to i want to like actually buy it now so i bought the first issue i found that and then but today like none of the other shops i've been to have number 2 which is ridiculous and i don't want to have to order it online But it is also just like a nice excuse to use to drive around and find, uh, find shops or check out shops that I haven't been to. And then, uh, yeah, so yeah, I was driving around. I stopped and got some Carl's Jr. And then I came home and I watched my first movie of today because surprise, we did two today. So there's a bonus movie this week. Uh, so we're in our last week, uh, like five days or so of, um, the August rush where I've just been watching action movies for, uh, for this month. And so today I watched Gone in 60 Seconds, the 2000 Nick Cage version. And I'll admit I watched this because, uh, Meth Syndicate and Toy Snobs, two people who make stupid shirts, uh, on Instagram put out a Gone in 60 Seconds shirt out today that looks like a NASCAR shirt, but for this movie. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to watch the movie and see if I like it enough to justify buying a dumb t-shirt for it. Uh, because I know I watched it ages ago, well, when I was a kid when it first came out, but I didn't really remember much about it. Uh, I know I watched the original, because this is based off of a uh, movie from 1974, and I watched that last year. Uh, it's funny, I watched it online. I have a friend in Australia um and he does like a movie club where they like to get to together and watch movies, like weird B movies and stuff. And, uh, so last year, since the pandemic, like, shut them down for a while, they, uh, were watching movies online and like chatting about them and chatting about them on Discord together. And so I, I joined them for a few of This is one of the movies I watched, or the original is one of the movies I watched. And it's a very cool movie. It's very simple. Like, the story's pretty clean. And the last, like, 30 minutes of it is all just this ridiculous car chase all around like long beach and like southern la and i will say i think that car chase is superior to any of the car chases in this movie uh but the 2000 version is still very cool and it's a lot of fun it definitely it takes like everything like the basic conceit of the first movie and makes it weirder and more convoluted in like a way that only a movie from the year 2000 can uh we got nick cage uh, who's like this legendary car thief, and he has to come back and steal 50 cars because his younger brother, Giovanni Rabisi, uh, took this job and fucked up. And which this is also 2000. Giovanni Rabisi was in this and Boiler Room. Great year for him. Uh, so he took this job from Christopher Eccleson, who was uh, the ninth Doctor Who. That's where I know him from. And he's a great doctor, he's underrated. I think because people always go crazy over David Tennant and it's unfortunate that he doesn't like that he was in that show as much as I wish he would. Anyways, (laughs) he plays like a weird, um, boss of this, uh, like crime syndicate that needs all these 50 cars, uh, for like a special order. And they need it by a certain time to go out on the boat out of the Long Beach Harbor So, Nick Cage makes a crew, gets a crew together, and it has, like, Robert Duvall, who plays, like, an old car detailer, um, and he's pretty cool in this, and we got Angelina Jolie, who has some weird fucking hair, (laughs) and, uh, has a thing for Nick Cage, fucking, who else? Vinnie Jones is in it, and he plays, like, this mute, this big, scary mute, who's, like, a mortician who steals cars on the side, and it's funny, he's a mute, but then they silent bob him, and at the very end, have him, uh, do this, like... Real deep comment (laughs) on the movie. Uh, Fucking uh, Scott Kahn is in this. He's also part of the team. And he was also in Boiler Room with uh, Giovanni Ribisi as Tumblr, which is a real weird name. Yeah, nobody else in the crew is like a name. They're being chased this whole time by two detectives uh, played by Delroy Lindo and Timothy Oliphant. And yeah, so then they just have to steal these cars. And Nick Cage decides to do it. They're going to do it in one night. They're like going to scout. They have like three days to do this, three or four days. And so they're going to scout all the cars, learn where they are, and then uh, (laughs) uh, steal all 50 cars in 12 hours. And this is, uh, it's hard for me to suspend disbelief because it's an L.A. movie. And L.A. is big. L.A. is a lot bigger than people think. And so a lot of these cars that they're stealing, they steal from like from Hollywood and then they have to drive them all the way down to Long Beach and then back up to Hollywood. Even in the middle of the night, that's like a 30, 40 minute drive, probably closer to 30 since I'm sure all of these characters are speeding. But yeah, it's uh, it's just wild like, they, how much driving they were doing that night. And I just don't think of their like, small crew. They each had to steal multiple cars each person because they didn't have more than 10 people on the crew. They did, they stole one of the cars from the Yamashiro, which is like a Japanese style hotel and restaurant that was up on the hill above where I used to work at the Magic Castle. So I used to see that place every day. Um, I just thought that was funny. They stole it from this asshole rich guy who was, uh, the doctor from Clerks, one of the, uh, not Clerks, Scrubs. <laughs> I have Kevin Smith on the brain because I've been listening to that Kevin Smith movie podcast. Uh, from Scrubs, the like older, like chief of medicine or whatever. Uh, that was a fun little cameo to see him, but yeah, I don't know. It's a fun movie. The car chases could have been better. Uh, Nick Cage is also just always very weird to watch. There's a part where he makes them focus and get into like Zen before they, uh, go steal cars. And the way he does this is he has them listen to the opening, uh, bit of Lowrider, which is great. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so this, and also this movie is like, it's, like, it's definitely proto Fast and Furious. I whole time, when I was watching it, like, I, didn't, I forgot that Fast and Furious was 2001 and this is 2000. Because there are some, like, weird similarities. The, uh, the main car that Nick Cage is trying to steal the, like, his, like, unicorn or his white whale is this old Shelby uh, Cobra, like, GT750, whatever the fuck. Um, it's a sweet car. It's one of the few Mustangs I actually like. Uh, but like there's a scene where he, when he's trying to get away from the cops, he uses NOS to like boost it so he can outrun the, <laughs> the helicopter on the LA river. Um, and, uh, so we got NOS and then the movie ends with after they like did everything and, uh, got all, didn't quite get all the cars cause Nick Cage couldn't quite get there with the last car, even though he did this sweet jump on a bridge and, uh, Christopher Eccleston was still going to kill his brother or kill him. But Nick Cage like goes and fights him and, Gets the upper hand in the fight because they made Christopher Eccleston, like, also a weird, uh, very obsessed with wood furniture and making his own furniture. And when he starts damaging the furniture, that throws Christopher Eccleston off guard. Very weird part to throw in the movie. Um, yeah, so after they all win and the detective that's been chasing him lets him away because he understands that he did all this stealing for brotherly love which is also a very Fast and Furious move, Uh, they go and the whole crew is having like a barbecue together. So the movie ends with like the crew having a barbecue, which is how every Fast and Furious movie ends. And you know, this is a modern movie based off of an old movie and like Fast and Furious took its title from an old like 50s movie. So we really owe this movie a debt of gratitude for giving us studio confidence to make Fast and Furious. And yeah, so overall good time. Four stars. For gone in 60 seconds. And so I watched that movie earlier in the day. And then Dexter came home where I went to pick him up from work. Uh, and we finally watched uh, this week's episode of What If? That Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. It was an okay episode this week. It was like, what if Ant-Man went crazy and killed all the Avengers before they were the Avengers? It was fine. Um, and then we watched this week's episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because that's like one of Dexter's favorite shows and I really enjoy it. This last season is real weird though because like because of all the protests and stuff uh for like the George Floyd protests last year. It's like the writers all of a sudden realize like oh it's it's kind of kind of cringe to be a cop, you know? So it's like them dealing with a lot of like cop issues and like police reform stuff uh which is it just comes off as like weird and preachy and like did you guys not know this before last year? Uh so, I mean, I guess it's better than not doing it, or saying it, or acknowledging it, but it's still weird, but it's still funny, it's good enough. And then, since we were watching stuff, we saw that Vacation Friends was on Hulu, and this is our bonus movie for today, uh, movie that just came out, 2021, uh, why did I say it like that, um, and so it was a comedy movie with, uh, John Cena and Lil Rel Howery, and I didn't know any of these other actors, but the other, the two women are really good too. Uh, Yvonne. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Orgy. That's, I, I'm sorry. I think that's all. And then Meredith, Meredith Hagner I liked her a lot. Um, and so yeah, it's like a comedy movie about, uh, this couple who go on vacation. They have this nice vacation planned, Uh, but then it gets like, it goes off the rails because they meet John Cena and his girlfriend and they become like vacation friends. Hence the name. And, uh have, like, a wild week in Mexico, and, like, it's just, this movie, I didn't, like, read a synopsis or anything, so this whole movie, a lot of the movie, I just felt like I was waiting for the other, like, shoe to drop, very weird energy, it just felt very tense to watch it, because, like, the whole time, John Cena and his wife seemed just very unhinged, and it's, like, I was, like, waiting for this to become, like, a secret horror movie, like, they're gonna kill him or something, uh, but no, they just, like, have a crazy, like, week, and then, like, the last night is, like, a drug-fueled mess, and Lorel thinks that he cheated on his wife, but he's not sure, because the whole night's a blur, uh, and then, of course, he decides not to tell his wife about it, and it becomes, like, this secret, and then we jump to, like, seven months later, and it's their wedding, and John Cena shows up, and blah, 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 and hijinks ensue. Um, it's fine. If you're someone who can handle uh, tense and awkward energy better than I can, uh, I would suggest it. Uh... But yeah, I was just very uncomfortable for most of it. It's still pretty funny. The acting is good. John Cena, of course, so good. I could watch John Cena do anything for hours. He's 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 just the best. And it like it wraps up nicely. It's a fun movie. Uh, I won't go into too much detail because you know it just came out. But you know I'm sure you can figure out how it ends. So I'll give it 3.5 stars. And before I sign off for today, I just remembered one thing from when I was reading up on. Gone in 60 Seconds. And, uh, apparently... So, Timothy Oliphant is in that movie. And he was apparently the first choice to play Dominic Toretto in Fast and Furious. But he didn't do it because he felt like it was too similar to Gone in 60 Seconds. Which, like, what a world that would be. Imagine how different the world would be <laughs> if it wasn't Vin Diesel as, as Dominic Toretto. Like, I don't think we would have gotten this... Like, it wouldn't have become the franchise it is today because it is the franchise it is today because Vin Diesel, like, believed it was something special and, like, became a producer. I think Oliphant would have just been like, oh, this is just another job, and he wouldn't have, like, stuck with it. I don't know. I would like to see that movie, though. But yeah, all right. So, that's it. Two movies today. It was a good time. Uh, and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, hey, guys. It is Saturday. I'm trying to remember what I did today. I feel like I already forgot <laughs> uh, most of it. Um, finished reading all of this week's comics. You know that was fine. We uh, went to the grocery store, and then uh, Dexter wanted to try the uh, the plant spired steak, the vegan steak from uh, Waba Grill. That I have now This is this was my third time having it. It's so good. I love it so much. Um, and then we came home and watched today's movie so i'll just jump right into it uh we watched attack the block from 2011 written by uh joe cornish written and directed starring uh john boyega jody whittaker and nick frost only other person i recognized was uh franz trame who is firestorm or one of the people who is firestorm in legends of tomorrow uh but yeah this movie was fucking really cool I know people have been saying that this forever. I'm just having gotten around to it, but it's like, it's such a just cool and fun movie. You can really tell, like, they really took a little and then made a lot out of it with this. So it's a, it's like an alien invasion sci-fi movie that takes place in like one of the poor parts of South London. And the whole movie is just John Boyega and his little group of hoodlums <laughs> uh, and Jodie Whittaker, uh, who's a woman that they mugged, trying to fight off these aliens that, that all land in their neighborhood, like, little, uh, meteors. So, you know, real simple story. Nothing, like, groundbreaking, but, like, the aliens were pretty cool and, like, very simple. It's, like, these, like, weird eyeless, uh, like, gorilla-looking things with these crazy jaws with, like, teeth that, like, glow up in light in the dark and they have, like, multiple rows of teeth and... It just look like, you know, guys in gorilla costumes, but with just, like, a little bit of tweaking and, uh, like, special effects to, like, make the, their fur look like it sucks up all light and to make their jaws, like, light up. Uh, it's just really simple and effective. It's kind of, they're, like, fucking scary. Uh, there's definitely some shots where it just looks like dudes in gorilla costumes, like, jumping up and down, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just fun to watch these, uh, (laughs) shitty little kids, uh, fight these aliens and John, little John Boyega, who's like his character's 15. I'm not sure how old he was whenever they made this movie. I can find out born in 1992. So in 2011, he would be like, Oh, I'm bad at math. 19, 18, 19, depending, maybe even 17 when they filmed this. Uh, but yeah, his character arc is fun man, I'm out of it. I feel like I don't really have anything to say about this movie. My brain just feels very zapped out. I tried, this is like my third time trying to record because my computer, I record all these on my old laptop. That's a piece of shit. And literally all I use it for is to record and edit this podcast. Uh, so it wasn't working. I had to wait like an extra 30 minutes for it to like reboot and stuff. So now I'm like all lost and frazzled. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think what else I want to say about this movie. Nick Frost is in it, like I said, from Shaun of the Dead. He's fun. He plays a shitty weed dealer. He's, like, just in the movie a little bit, but, you know, it's nice to see him. Uh, Jodie Whittaker, she's really good. Uh, She does a real good um, (laughs) transition of, like, older white lady who is, like, scared of these kids, but then, like, quickly, when she gets, like, wrapped up in the whole plot with them, she plays back and forth the, the kids well and, like... Her, like, growing to, like, respect them and care for them is nice to see. I also just really like Jodie Whittaker as an actress. I need to go, I want to rewatch Broadchurch, that, like, uh, crime show that she was in. That show was amazing. I like the settings in that show are so pretty. It's, like, on these, like, beaches in, like, rural London. Or not London, England. I even, like, mark them on my maps of, like, places I want to go. It's also funny that, I mean, everybody's made this observation, but, like, John Boyega and Jodie Whittaker both went on to, like, be in the biggest sci-fi franchises with Boyega and Star Wars, and Jodie Whittaker becomes the Doctor, which I still haven't got to her episodes. I was re-watching or, like, trying to catch up on Doctor Who last year, and I still have, like, a season of Capaldi to watch uh, before I get to Whittaker's thing. I keep hearing that, like, they're bad. Which, like, I'm sure it's not her that's bad, it's probably just the writing. But, you know, I gotta give it a chance at some point. But yeah, I don't know, there's not much to say about this movie because it's just simple, it's clean, it's cool, Uh, it's really fun, the effects are cool, some of the deaths are fucking really gross and pretty rad. Um, It's funny, everything, apparently they used a pretty authentic, like, dialect for, like, that part of, like, London and, like, the multicultural mix of, like, you know like, Jamaican, and like, like, chav talk and shit, it, it's too like, American ears, so many things that they say just sound like jokes, uh, so it's fun to watch for that, um, oh, it's a good time, and it achieved the goal, I think, that it was setting out to do, so I'm gonna give Attack the Block, uh, 4.5 stars, like, the only knock I can have against it is, like, it could maybe be a little cleaner, and the dialogue could be just, like, a little, uh, smoother, but, whatever that's not much of a complaint apparently they're making like just this year the director said that he's gonna work on a sequel with boyega coming back uh so that's pretty cool be fun to see what where his character it'd be fun to see like how his character grew up and what he's gonna do when the aliens come back uh so yeah uh that <laughs> that's it for today feels like a real lackluster entry into my Catalog or reviews, but I mean I guess you could say that for all of them probably whatever. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow Okay, hey guys, it is Sunday um, Another Sunday where we didn't leave the house or do anything uh, I just read a lot of comics and Made a lot of food that was too heavy. Nah, not heavy greasy. I made biscuits and gravy uh, this morning because I had some more of that impossible sausage. That was pretty good. Dexter had some this time He said it was really good. So that's nice that I have that. It's such it's such a simple thing to make good thing to have in your pocket Um, what did I eat for lunch? Oh, I made a grilled cheese using a uh, Follow your heart smoked gouda slices pretty good, but the smoked gouda flavor isn't the best for a grilled cheese though I ate it on this like farm style bread it's like the first time i've got a loaf of bread from like the bakery at the pavilions or the safeway because you know usually i get the like one dollar loaf of white bread but since i got all this food stamp money built up uh, that i should use i was like i'll treat myself i'll get this nice looking bread and it is really nice it's good bread um and then for dinner I uh, had more Impossible meat, but this time the Impossible uh, hamburger meat, because I got it last week, and today is the last day I would feel comfortable using it before it goes bad. It says to use within seven days if it's not frozen, um, so I made, like, makeshift hamburger helper and m- cooked it with an onion and mixed in a box of store-brand Spirals mac and cheese. It's pretty good. Nothing too special, but, you know. And I mostly just read uh, comic books. I finished reading, I finished reading, uh, Paper Girls by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chiang. Uh, really good book. Brian K. Vaughn is just so good at, like, writing and making these characters that feel so real and you end up, like, falling in love with, and then he always finds the right artist for the story, because Cliff Chiang's art is amazing in this whole story. Uh, the coloring's really good, too. Uh, I think Matt Wilson does it. I shouldn't. I should remember that. But yeah, highly suggest Paper Girls uh, if you're looking for a crazy um, time travel story. And uh, yeah, so today's movie I watched uh, Triple Threat from 2019, and I watched this because yesterday uh, this YouTube channel Corridor Crew they have this series called Stuntman React. I can't remember if I've talked about it before, but yeah, they'll have like a stuntman come on and. They'll watch, like, scenes from their movies or, like, from other movies and have them break it down and analyze it. It's a very fun and cool show. And uh, this week they had Scott Adkins on. And uh, they analyzed a fight from this movie uh, because Scott Adkins is in it, obviously. Uh, Scott Adkins, who we've seen before way back a few months ago, I watched Action Man, which was Scott Adkins was the main guy in this. In this one, he's, like, the main villain. (laughs) This also has the same director as Action Man, I'm pretty sure, uh, Jesse V. Johnson. And, uh, yeah, so this is a, it's fun. It's called Triple Threat because of the main three, uh, martial artists in this. Tony Jaa, Iko Uwais, Uwais, Uwais? I'm sorry, that's an Indonesian name and I do not know. And, uh, Tiger Chen team up to fight a group of mercenaries, uh, with Scott Atkins and Michael Jai White, Michael Bisping, and, uh what was her name, Jija Yanin, uh, and yeah, it's just like a straight-up action movie, takes place in, uh, Thailand, and the, the plot is pretty clunky, it's like something about a mix of, like, Tony Jaa and Tiger Chen take jobs, like, they think it's a humanitarian mission, and it turns out to not be, where they attack this town where, uh, Iko Uas, or Jaka, lives, and, They end up blowing it up all after they get betrayed or whatever, and then, so then the three of them team up to go after the mercenaries, and the mercenaries are trying to kill this woman who's, like, a billionaire, but she's trying to be a philanthropic billionaire or something, and they end up, like, trying to protect her, and then they end up just fighting the mercenaries and killing them all. That's it. I tried to follow along, but it's just kind of, like I said, it's clunky, and I just stopped paying attention. and just went for the ride. Uh, But, you know, all the fights are sick. Really top-notch. Settings, like, kind of boring. Nothing, like, nowhere looked too cool. It all looks just very generic. Uh, There are some cool character moments, like, between the main, like, three guys and the, like, billionaire chick. Uh, Like, one of my favorite parts of the movie is they have to hide out for the night, and it's the billionaire woman and Tony Jaw and Tiger Chin, and they're, like, hiding in a restaurant, and Tony Jaw shows off that he's, like, a really good cook, and they have, like, a nice, like, dinner together and, like, a calm before the storm as they, like, get to know each other. It's nice. I like that kind of stuff. But yeah, like I said, the uh, fights were cool. There's some really cool moments. There's, like, a one moment where Scott Adkins does, like, a jumping roundhouse into uh, Tony Jaw's chest as Jocka does a running jump kick into Scott Adkins' chest. Uh, that part was really cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know, this is just a solid, like, direct-to-video style action movie, and I, I felt like I should get one of these in under my belt before the uh, our action month ends in two days. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have much else to say about Triple Threat. And so it gets uh, 3.5 stars. Yeah, all right, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, hey guys, it is Monday. Feels like a weirdly eventful day, even though I didn't like do much uh, more than I usually do. Just feel like my head's all over the place and it's a bunch of things I want to talk about. I almost had like a little freak out <laughs> right before I started recording because of my headphones, My I have like those Bluetooth cost Porta Pro headphones that I really like. and there's a slight buzz in the right ear, and I started to like, I was like, fuck, if these are starting to go to shit, I'm gonna be so mad, uh, I've become so reliant on these headphones, and I don't want to have to buy another set, they're fucking expensive, uh, so I, I just googled Cost Porter Pro speaker rattle, went to the first, like, forum that popped up, and the first guy the first like actual tip was like uh take the pad off and look for some hair sometimes just some hair gets in there uh and that's what it was it's real weird like when i with my long hair i guess like somehow some of the hairs like perfectly go up against the foam and like just punch straight through it like i had to like pull all these hairs out of it it was gross and like take them out of the actual like speaker uh but yeah, so I did that and it sounds better. So that's nice. <laughs> um, what else did I did today? Brought extra to work, came home. I was going to do yoga, but then I wasn't in the right headspace for it. So I said, fuck that. Didn't do it. I cleaned instead, vacuumed and dusted everything. Uh, then I went to the comic book store to try and find uh, that Beyond the Breach number two that I've been looking for, and I found it. The first store that I went to. So that was nice. Because I was prepared to just drive around for a while. Um. But yeah, I found that. And I also got a number one of, uh, Daredevil Volume 2. The one that Kevin Smith wrote. Because I have a bunch from that run. Like, I have, like, two through six. But I never had number one. And I never really, like, looked for it. But I just happened to stumble across it. And they were selling their back issues for half off. Uh. So I got that. Which is fun. Uh. Stopped by a Target, and I found this bad cycle that I had pre-ordered. But they had it there, so I just canceled my pre-order and bought it at Target. Uh, it's way bigger than I thought it was, so I don't know how I'm going to display this dumb fucking thing. Uh, but that'll be fun. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I didn't really do much else. One funny thing that happened... So, like, I've been thinking a lot about, I guess, about, like, who I am, and what I think about, and, like, what I think about me... Um, because, like, my birthday is coming up in about a little more than a month, and, like, I'm going to be 32 and unemployed, and I just don't know what I want to do, uh, with myself. (laughs) And, like, who I want to be, or whatever. Um, I've already been kind of rehearsing in my head, like, some sad sack fucking monologue I was going to do on here on my birthday. Uh, we'll see how I feel on the actual day, but, uh so you know so like i said i've been thinking a lot about myself and it's funny to be like all confronted with like how someone else sees you not confronted presented with so in Heelcord, the main discord uh that i'm in people i probably talk to the most uh in my life right now uh one of the guys in there tim was like describing how he like sees all of us and he said that i'm like a cherubic energy force which is baffling to me, it's so weird, like, I guess that means, like, I'm a, like, a, a force of positive energy, angelic energy, I don't know, it's so weird the way people, uh, I may have talked about this months ago or something, but, like, there's this weird, like, line, or, like, demarcation of, like, how people, like, how people see me, like, people, uh, who, like, I grew up with, like, back on Kauai, uh, they all think I'm like, a cynical asshole, and if you told them that I was, like, a, if, like, someone called me a positive person in front of them, they'd probably laugh, but then everyone that I've met, uh, post moving to LA says that, like, I'm a very positive and encouraging person, and that's pretty much a conscious decision. I don't want to be this, uh, cynical asshole. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm getting at, why I brought this up. Uh, it's just a weird thing to think about how people, Uh, Perceive me and how I like. I don't feel like I've changed my demeanor and how I interact with others very much. But there is like a difference in the way that these like two groups of people perceive me, and it's weird. But I think I'm changing for the better. I've, I'll, I'll take fucking cherubic energy force over asshole any day. Um. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing before I finally get into today's movie, I heard that my. Mom told me that my nieces are getting uh, vaccinated this week, finally, which is nice. So Trinity and Taya, if you're listening to this, that's nice. Uh, hopefully you can convince your mom to also get vaccinated, because I would like for all of you guys to be protected. Um, Alright, that's enough fucking rambling today. We'll get into today's movie. I think I talked a lot because I feel like I don't have much to say, because today I'm rounding out the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh as a Barbarian Trilogy, because you can't call it the Conan Trilogy, because in this one he plays Lord Calidore um, so you gotta watch Red Sonia from 1985, um, with, like I said, Arnold as Lord Calidore you got Brigitte Nilsson as Red Sonia, and this is her, like, debut acting thing, and I think the only thing I've seen her in that's not Flavor of Love, <laughs> um, you got Sandal Bergman coming back from The first, instead of Valeria, she plays the evil queen. And then Ernie Reyes Jr. is the main guy from Surf Ninjas as, like, a toddler, almost. Uh, playing this fucking, uh, stuck-up prince kid. And this is not a good movie. It's kind of fun. Uh, there's some cool ideas. Some of, like, the sets and, like, costuming is cool. I actually like Arnold's, uh, Lord Calador outfit. Uh... Red Sonia's outfits were whatever, but um yeah, I don't know. So it's just about. I was like half paying attention to this because it just didn't grab me. Uh, so, Red Sonia is a woman who was like attacked and raped. And then this evil queen also wanted to hook up with her. But whenever she like refused and like cut at her face and like scarred her face, the queen cursed her. And then she like went off and like trained with some like grandmaster. And then now the movie starts with, like, the evil queen found this talisman, which is, like, looks like a giant block of kryptonite that only women can touch. If a man touches it, they just blip out of existence. And the talisman, I guess, just increases magical power, because she uses it to, like, take over some towns. She, like, takes over Ernie Reyes Jr.'s kingdom, uh, so he becomes the prince of nothing. And... But the more, like, the talisman gains power from light, so the queen puts it in her room with a ludicrous amount of candles, and the more light that it consumes or whatever the stronger it gets, the more likely it's going to destroy the world. And so Red Sonia goes on a quest to stop this queen and stop the talisman, she has 13 days to do it. Otherwise, the world's going to fucking explode. And they do it. <laughs> they save the world. I don't know. Red Sonia teams up with Arnold reluctantly, and... Ernie Reyes Jr. and, like, his manservant, uh, Falcon, and, I don't know, they, like, deal with a asshole guy who's in charge of a bridge. They get trapped in, like, a water dungeon with a mechanical, uh, serpent thing in the water, though I didn't realize it was supposed to be mechanical until I read the synopsis. (laughs) Uh, I should have known whenever they, like, they have to blind it and they, like, prop out its eyes and it just looks like these little like metal bits fall out and i thought that was just bad props I, I wasn't i wasn't thinking too much about it and yeah i don't know it's kind of forgettable i already don't i guess i recapped a good amount of it but like i remember the dialogue the acting is like bad and clunky retreat nelson's not great uh i did like watching little ernie reyes jr uh Arnold was fine. Bergman was okay playing an insane queen. Apparently they offered her the role of Red Sonia, but she didn't want to get typecast. But she should have just fucking done it. It would have been a way better movie because she's a better actress. And then they probably also would have got something, someone competent as the queen. Uh, so that was a real miss. Apparently the score was done by Ennio Morricone, which, cool, but I don't remember a fucking single thing about the score. Yeah, I don't know. Not much else to say. The only other thought that I had is like, because Red Sonia's hair is like a mullet, kind of, like a red mullet. And instead of her looking like a barbarian woman, like to anyone now, she just looks like every other girl you see in Portland, uh, <laughs> which is funny to me. Uh, but yeah, fine enough. It's not bad. It's like, I enjoyed, compare it to like the trilogy, the Conan, the other two Conan movies, I like the vibe of this one more than Conan the Destroyer, but Conan the Destroyer, I guess, technically a better movie, but, like, yeah, the fights in that, that one were cooler, and the big monster was cooler, so, yeah, I like the vibe of this one better, a little more fun, um, uh, but still just a three-star, you know, average movie, Uh, and, yeah, uh, that's all I got for today. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, hey, guys, um, it's Tuesday. I feel like my I'm feeling self-conscious about my, like, rant about identity <laughs> yesterday. I haven't look, listened back to it yet, uh, but I feel like I maybe should have thought that through more, but whatever, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Nothing on this podcast is polished. Let's see, today was a pretty okay day. Brought Dexter to work, uh, I came home and I actually did yoga this morning, and that felt pretty good, uh, and I went to the comic book store, got my books. It's nice knowing now that I can get both my Marvel and DC books. I can get my Marvel books a day early. Um, had a good chat with the guy working there. Had a good chat with the guy working there. Though, um, he uh I let slip that I was a wrestling fan, and so he started talking to me about wrestling because apparently he uh actually still watches WWE every week. And he thinks it's bad because of course it is. Uh, but now that's another thing have to talk to him about (laughs) uh gonna have to try to get him into death matches or some shit so not to hear about that lame shit uh then what i do i went to i went to the silver lake library uh because i got it in my head that i want to read hellboy because i feel like that's a big comics blind spot for me so and they had volume one of like the omnibus collected edition there so so i went and got some fun stuff got two volumes of hellboy a Jeff Lemire book, and uh, another Brian K. Vaughn series, and I haven't read Ex Machina. Because if there's one thing I need, it's more comics to read, and with a deadline. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? Picked up Dexter, we went to Barnes & Noble, because some new, I think the new volume of Shaman King, I think that's what he was looking for, came out. Uh, I don't know. And then we went to Wendy's, which the Wendy's by our house is like the fastest drive through we've ever experienced. We like ordered our food. There's no one in line in front of us. Pulled up. There's just one window. And as we were pulling up to the window, he already had a bag with all the food in it. Handed it out to us as I gave him the credit card. Just truly impressive stuff. Um <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I had something more interesting to say about today, but I don't think I do. I'm sure you guys all love my uh breaking down the minutia of every day. So, not like it matters. But okay, yeah. Today's movie. So, this is the, the last movie of the August Rush, our last action movie. Definitely not the last action movie of the year, but you know. And I was going to watch a, uh, a, uh, a Jackie Chan movie since I made uh, a Jackie Chan image, the cover photo for this uh, this month. But I was listening to a uh, Fast and Furious podcast, that newcomer's podcast, and they mentioned Triple X uh, from 2002. And I was like, I've never seen that. I love all these Fast and Furious movies, and I feel like that's a pretty big blind spot. I feel like I should watch that. So I watched it. Triple X from 2002, starring Vin Diesel, uh, directed by Rob Cohen, who also directed Fast and Furious, uh, and also one of the writers from Fast and Furious, or no, producer, Neil H. Moritz. And this movie's stupid. (laughs) It's really fucking dumb but in a cool way, for the most part. It's basically an attempt at, like, an American extreme sports James Bond that just kind of misses the mark. So Vin Diesel plays a, uh, like, an extreme sports, like, stunt celebrity who is staunchly pro video games, um, and he gets recruited by the U.S. government, Or uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, to infiltrate and take down a group of russian anarchists and their co-op called anarchy 99 where they have a plot to uh destroy the world or drive the world into chaos uh by using this biochemical agent to kill entire cities causing nations who don't know where the attacks are coming from to start world war three and on the other side of world war three will be this anarchist utopia, I guess. And then, or Xander Cage, uh, who is, in his word, he's been risking his life for stupid shit, finally found something to, worth risking his life for. Uh, and that's the movie. That's it. Um, it starts out with a fucking Ramstein, with a fucking Ramstein performance of Fire Fry. It's a fun song. Not their best, but it's a fun song. And it's like legit, like, <laughs> a fucking concert where like this fake James Bond like character ha- is like trying to get away from the Anarchy guys, and he ends up getting killed, and like his dead body gets crowd surfed at the Ramstein show. It's pretty rad. Uh, and like this guy getting killed leads to Samuel Jackson like feeling like they need an outside source, and so they recruit uh, Vin in like the weirdest way. He had just finished a stunt where he stole a senator's car, an anti-video game senator's car, and jumped it off a bridge and then bass jumped, where at the bottom, uh, Tony Hawk and Mike Valley were waiting (laughs) to drive him away. And then they drive away. They show up to a party where, like, there's people dancing to, like, nu metal. And, uh... Oh, and when he jumps off the bridge, let the body sit the floor plays. So, within the first ten minutes, we got Ramstein and Disturbed. It's great. Uh... Then when they get to this party, uh, Eve, like the rapper singer Eve, like shows up and greets him and she's like his manager kind of. And at this party where there's people like skateboarding on an indoor, like mini half pipe, like Tony Hawk's there. And then fucking Matt Hoffman, pro BMX, like street BMX rider, like shows up and like talks to Xander Cage or Ven, I can't remember if I said his name yet, I probably did, uh, and, like, it was like, hey, man, you got that trick down yet? And Ven said something like, you mean, like, the Superman C grab, like, barrel roll? No, not, not quite yet, but I'm almost there, and it's just so funny to think that culture in 2002 was in a place where Matt Hoffman, pro-BMX fucking street guy, was, like, a real noteworthy, uh, cameo. <laughs> we've we've really gone down as a society since then. And so Samuel Jackson sends like the army to like bust this thing and they like trank him and kidnap him and he wakes up in a diner and the diner is like being held hostage. But uh Vin realizes that this is all a setup because the waitress is wearing high heels and a real waitress would never wear high heels. It's his real like it kinda reminds me of the Will Smith uh like the men in black scene. <laughs> where like during the recruitment thing he's the only one who shoots the little girl because like she he's suspicious it just feels like that so he passes the test and then he uh, gets cranked again wakes up on a plane with two other like extreme sports douchebags they get dropped off in Colombia and like a real cocaine farm and danny trejo's there and like captures them and is gonna kill them and i think this is all part of the test but it turns out it's real and then the army like Raids the cocaine farm and puts these guys in Ven like in the crosshairs. It doesn't make any sense. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> but but this does uh lead to Ven getting a dirt bike and riding around avoiding like helicopter gunfire and like taking out these guys that have been these like cocaine smugglers. There's a lot of like ramps conveniently placed throughout this whole place. He does like three or four real fucking sweet jumps. <laughs> he even does a like a Superman grab, jump, drop kick on a guy. Or no, he doesn't do the Superman grab. He he just does a, like, twist, like, drop kicks a guy. Later, he does a Superman grab where he also shoots a guy in midair. That's pretty fucking rad. And then, like, the big final stunt is he jumps a ramp over a barn as it explodes and, like, it lands on the other side on, the like, the ledge as the building's exploding. It's pretty fucking cool. And, yeah, and this apparently was the second test. And so now he gets to be a secret agent. And then they send him to Czechoslovakia prog to like infiltrate this group and I, I don't need to go through the whole rest of it. i just like how insane that like recruitment process is and there's some fun stuff with this gang uh yeah i don't know i lost my train of thought uh there, there's a queens of the stone age song in here that's pretty cool um there's a scene where ven like causes an avalanche to take out a, a watch po- tower one part that was bothering me is like this is just some extreme sports dude and then now he's a secret agent. And I kept thinking about, like, is he going to be okay killing people? Like, is he is he cool with that? And there's, like, a scene where uh, they're, like, testing the biochemical agent called Silent Night. I was hoping there'd be a little bit more Christmas in this so I could add it to my secret Christmas movie playlist. But not quite. That's just the name of the thing. So, like, the anarchists make this. They have a team of scientists that, like, made it for them. And then they, like, kill all the scientists, and Vin Diesel watches this using these x-ray binoculars, and he was, like, appropriately horrified at seeing all this, like, senseless death as these, like, fucking weirdos laugh at them, uh, but yeah, I don't know, he just starts, like, killing people, and it's, uh, I don't know, it was weird. I guess he was, this is like, post-9-11, and everyone's, like, was real gung-ho on, like, American fever and, like, taking out terrorists, so maybe that's it, uh... And yeah, like I was I was fully prepared to give this five stars because it is a fun time. I enjoyed it. But the final the final like scene was just such a letdown. It was so just kind of boring. So like the biochemical agent is on this like weird pilotless like automated sub that's also like an airboat thing, and they gotta chase it using a GTO that uh Vin had like got earlier in the movie, and then he had this like nerd put a bunch of uh, like, weapons and stuff in it. And so he has this, like, super, like, tricked out, like, spy GTO with, like, flamethrowers and rockets and, like, guns and shit. But they, so they get this awesome car and then they don't really do anything with it. He just, like, chases a boat and then uses the rockets to blow up a, like, cart full of potatoes that's blocking the road. So the car doesn't do anything cool and then it just leads to a scene where he, like, harpoons the thing and, like, paraglides behind it. And the like real sad part is the stuntman who did the paragliding died they did one take where he did the paragliding and he's supposed to like paraglide and then zip tie under on the line to the boat like before the line hits a bridge and first take got it fine and then they did a second take for some reason and he slammed into the bridge and died which is so sad to die uh for a movie as dumb as this but also like on the second take of a stunt you got perfectly fine on the first take. And they use that first take in the movie. So yeah, just a real kind of bummer of an ending. But overall, a good fun time. Uh, yeah, I'd say especially if you're like me and you are like a middle schooler in the early 2000s, you you should love this movie. It's great. Uh, and it's just also just nice to see Vin. Uh So I'd give Triple X four stars. And I'm gonna have to watch, like, because I know there's a second one with Ice Cube. And then the third one, Vin comes back, but that one wasn't made until like 2017. And instead of just being an action thriller, Wikipedia calls it a science fiction action thriller. Uh, So I got to find out what that's about at some point. And yeah, so triple X four stars, and that's the end of the August rush. Uh, It's been fun. Action movies are great. And so tomorrow, September 1st, I don't have a theme. I couldn't think of a, a pun for September, and I don't. Yeah, I, I just didn't have any other ideas, but I do, of course, because I can't let anything be simple and, like, just pick movies, I have a system that I'm going to use. Uh, so I thought of the system back in, like, May I was doing the Bond movie, so I couldn't do it, but, so you know, I keep a running tally of these movies. I have them numbered on Twitter, and so today's movie was number 247, 246, and so my plan is for the number of movies it is, like, so, like, tomorrow, would be 47. If there's a movie in my watch list that was made in 1947, then I'm gonna watch it. So, it's gonna be, like, chronological from, uh, from here on, but I'm also not gonna be too strict to myself if something, I'm feeling something else that day. I'm not gonna beat myself up. Also, there's certain years where there are no movies on my playlist. Like, I don't think, I do have four movies from the 40s, but they're all from 44 or 46, so don't I don't have a movie that I have to watch I think until like I get to 1950 um but I'll probably still watch a movie from the 40s and over the next three days just to say just to knock at least one of them off the list and if I do have a year without any movies I'm gonna watch something from the 2010s or the 2020s because that's the decade according to on my letterbox that I have the most movies in so it'll be a good like going back and forth from old to new. Whatever, it's not a big deal. It's just a, I just have to give myself a system in order to do anything, uh, in my life. Uh, but yeah, all right, I've talked way too much today, so, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, hey guys, it is Wednesday. I I keep feeling like it's Thursday because I went to the comic book shop yesterday and not today. Um... It was an okay day. I was actually feeling pretty good <laughs> until uh, I got to our movie and what we watched right before that, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so what I do, I dropped Dexter off at work and I came home and I parked in a spot so I didn't have to move my car so I didn't have to leave the house all day. And I pretty much, I mostly just edited the podcast today because uh, Comic Pop was my, my comic book uh, YouTube channel, Choice, put out their four hundred. Episode of Back Issues where they talk about old comic book stories. They talked about Onslaught and which was like big uh, X Men event and villain and how like what was happening in the comic book industry in the '90s that led to them making that big bloated stupid event uh, and why nobody remembers that character fondly today. Uh, it's a good video. I suggest going watching it. So I just you know watched that while I was editing and uh, did a yoga and that was fine. Oh, and I tried to apply, so there's, like, the COVID rent assistance programs that, uh you know, and, like, first, like, Los Angeles City was doing their own, and I applied to it last year, and we got two grand after, <laughs> um, six months after we applied, and that was nice, you know, and they did another round where I applied months ago, and they said, like, I got a notification or an email from them saying like, you didn't make the cut this time, but starting on September 1st, you can apply to the state program. I was like, okay, whatever. So I started the application today and I had to, uh, I need a copy of the lease agreement or something that has like how much we pay on it. And we never got a copy of that from our landlord because she's weird. And so I texted her about it and she said that it'll take her a few days, but she'll get it to me, which like, I don't know why that takes a few days. I feel like She should have the files readily available. I don't know. It's a weird situation. I also just always feel weird, like, talking to the landlords. I'm so, uh, I have it so mentally ingrained in me to, like, never talk to them and never anything, because I, (laughs) before we were living here, was living in that shitty one-bedroom apartment with, like, five dudes, and, like, we never, like, the landlord kind of knew what we were doing, but, you know, it's definitely not okay to have that many people who aren't on the lease living there, and so that just, like... May, like instilled a mindset of like don't don't like make any waves <laughs> and so i still like have that mindset so anytime i have to ask the landlord for anything it always like makes me like tense up and feel real weird but hopefully she gets that to me soon and i can finish that application and maybe get our next couple months of rent covered that'd be nice since my unemployment is ending this week um but anyways let's get into what I watched today. So like I said, I was feeling okay, but you know, my mental status is, a uh, is rocky <laughs> at all times. And today the things that we decided to watch, like, cause you know, that whole like fear of death thing, it's always like just below the surface. And then me and Dexter watched this week's episode of what if, and it was about, uh, Dr. Strange. And if whenever he was in that accident that like ruined his hands, what if instead his like the girl he was in love with was with him, and she died. And then Doctor Strange goes evil, trying to, like, use magic to turn time back and change time. And But he can't, like, save her no matter what he does. Then he becomes evil because he gets more power and ends up destroying the universe. And so, you know, that just made me think about the finality of death and how there's nothing you can do to escape it. <laughs> um. And then for my movie... So, like I explained yesterday, I'm doing this chronological thing. And since I've already passed my movies in the 40s so today was movie number 247 i don't have any movies for 47 48 49 so i watched just so i can get one under my belt i watched the postman always rings twice uh from 1946 it's based off a book i'm not gonna bother looking up the names of the director or whatever because uh, i don't know him and i don't really care the only name in this that i care about is lana turner uh because she was great as like the femme fatale in this movie and so so this is a well-made movie with some fine acting uh and it's nice to look at but i found the story and the characters all just very unrelatable and off-putting so it's about like it's dude who frank who's like always hitchhiking going from town to town he lands at this like lunch room outside of uh los angeles and it's run by this middle-aged dude and his young wife cora who's played by lana turner and he immediately like falls in love with this woman and wants to like steal her from her husband and like that I just don't get. And I don't know. Like I've seen pretty women <laughs> in my life, but I never like. Really, oh, I would never feel compelled to be like this. Uh, forward and deter- determined with them like right off the bat. Uh, and then like so. But whatever. So then she like falls for him and it turns to like this plot where they want to kill the husband, but of course they like are stupid humans so they keep fucking it up. Uh. They do finally kill him, but then they go to this trial, and the trial's all like wonky. The two lawyers are good, good actors, and I like them. And they end up like getting like turned against each other and there's all this like intrigue or whatever, and I don't know, it's uh maybe intrigue isn't the right word. I just wanted a fancy word to brush over, uh stuff. And then so like they try to like backstab each other and she like, catches that he was, like, with another girl while she was out of town, and that she's, like, mad at him, and then, like, this one guy tries to blackmail them for the whatever, and then, I don't know, and then it ends with, like, they go out to see, they go out to the beach where they've been going, um, like, where they had some of their, like, little romantic getaways, so they go to the beach, She's pregnant with this kid at this point, apparently, and she wants them to swim as far out into the water as they can. And this is, like, a Los Angeles beach, and so I know that water's cold as shit, uh, so that looked real unappealing. And so she wants them to swim out as far as possible so that she'd be too tired to swim back to shore to make him have the choice of, like, will you prove you love me by saving me, or you can just go back in, like, nothing happened, just leave me out here to die and be done with these problems. Very weird. Um... And then, like, they're driving back, and they're, like, kissing while he's driving, and so that leads them to get into an accident where she dies, which, like, sends him back to trial, and now that they've had this big sensationalized trial, like, oh, yeah, like, they, like, they were, like, famous <laughs> because of this trial um, that they did before with the husband and how they both got off for this, like, murder, and so he has to go back to trial, he gets pinned for the murder, uh, for, for killing her, even though this one was actually an accident, and... The whole, then we find out that the whole story, the narration has been him talking to the priest and he like doesn't want to go into the gas chamber because he doesn't want to die for killing her because he didn't kill her. And then like the district attorney comes in and reveals that he found this note that like pretty much from her that like pretty much says that they like killed the husband. So that even if he did get out, uh, from killing her, he would just end up right back in there for killing him. And he was like relieved that like, so I'm not dying for what I did to her. I'm going to die for what I did to him. (sighs) And that, that is a relief, I guess. And then he says this, like, thing about the postman always rings twice. Like, that's where the movie comes from. Mostly, like, you know, the postman always rings twice. And you always hear it the second time. And this is God, is the postman, ringing twice and making sure we get our comeuppance for our bad deeds. Uh, and that's how it ends. And it ends with him, like, asking the priest to pray for them and that they'll end up uh, together wherever they are. I don't know. It's a well-made movie, like I said. It's just, I didn't everything just made me feel weird and sad and like not in a good way well not like in an entertaining way uh, i feel bad for the husband who just seemed like a nice guy they fucking kill him because they're both young and love idiots and then i don't know it just bummed me out it wasn't the right uh <laughs> move for today for my mood um also like for 1946 like this feel this story feels pretty like uh, I don't want to say the word risque, but risque, um, like seedy, so I'm surprised people liked it, but uh, in the trivia, apparently people got all, like, up in arms because during one of the kisses, it looked like the dude used his tongue, and that was, like, a real pearl-clutching moment for a lot of people, you know, not the murder and the plotting or whatever, I don't know, real weird. I'm sure people were upset about the content of the story, too, And but that's not a good trivia fact, that's just, like, the desired outcome of the movie. So yeah, the post-melting's twice. I'll give it three stars because it is good. It just wasn't for me and <laughs> my mood uh, right now. I almost didn't want to record because I just didn't want to deal with it. But I figured that talking about it uh, would make me feel better, and I think it did. So thanks, guys. Uh, you know I always appreciate your support. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and well, that's it for today. We'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, hey guys. It is Thursday, last day of the week. Had an okay day. Uh, Got all of this week's uh, weekly comic book reading out of the way. Uh, That was fine. Had a weird moment in the middle of the day where, like, I felt like my body was having a panic attack. So, like, I ate breakfast and I had, like, coffee and avocado toast and powdered donuts. (laughs) Like, the Intamin's powdered donuts. And then I didn't eat again until, like, this was probably, like, 9 a.m., I didn't eat again until two, and then right before I tried to eat, I, j- I tried to do yoga today, but today's video didn't work for me. It was called, like, yoga for a dull moment, and it was only, like, 13 minutes, and it was just, uh, a lot of stretches that just didn't quite work for me. Like, I do the fucking real basic yoga with Adrian videos on YouTube, and they, uh, she's usually pretty good about, about, like adjusting and making you feel comfortable no matter like what level you're at but there are some stretches and sequences that just aren't good when you have a massive gut <laughs> and she's like someone who's never been fat so she has no idea to even think about that um so yeah so like it felt like i like halfway got into a yoga session with like no come down and then my i like then i ate this curry that i made Uh, last night, I put a lot of, like, peppers in it. I don't know. I just felt real, like, shaky. I've, like, I was, like, like, trying to, like, drink my Coke Zero, and my hand was, like, shaking, bringing it up to my face. It was weird. I because, like, mentally, I felt, like, kind of okay, but I guess my body was just feeling, uh, stressed out and weird. But, yeah, all right. I guess that's, that's all that really happened today. Uh, so, for today's movie, I didn't have any movies from... 48 to watch so i watched uh spinster from 2020 uh because my friend recommended it to me and uh this was nice it's uh chelsea peretti in a like real low energy like i guess you can call like anti-rom-com because it's, like, all about her as, like, a 39-year-old woman, like, realizing that she's perfectly happy with her life and being single. Uh, Like, that's the goal she's trying to get to and achieves whatever. Um, uh, I'm not spoiling much. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, it's, like, a nice, like, pleasant, easy watch. I didn't realize until after that this was a Canadian movie, and that uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. The story's nothing too amazing. It wasn't like really laugh out loud funny, but it was kind of humorous. Just watching Chelsea Peretti was nice and like see her like in a, uh, a a real role and not like acting like a caricature was nice. Like she felt like an actually real person. Uh, you know, yeah, it was a fine, uh, nice and easy watch. So I'll give uh, a spinster 3.5 stars. And yeah, that's it for, uh, today. Um, and this week, yeah, I'm going to kind of miss, uh, the action movie month, but I'm looking forward to this, uh, new chronicle chronological, uh, direction I'm going to start taking. It'll be fun. But yeah, so I've been Burton Olivier, uh, at BirdZor on everything. If you have any questions, comments, recommendations, uh, and with that, it's time I disappear.